Hi, everyone. Welcome to Podcast for a Lost Nation. My name is Jerry Gallagher. The name of this episode is A Beautiful Day for Democracy, Inauguration Day and Night in America. The date of this episode is Saturday, January 23rd, 2021. Inauguration Day started off weirdly with Donald Trump and Melania exiting the White House early in the morning. Of course, the classy thing for Trump to do would have been for him to show up at the inauguration and willingly pass the torch to the person who beat him soundly in the November 2020 election, Joe Biden. Unfortunately, however, Trump's treasonous actions two weeks prior to Inauguration Day, when he encouraged his followers to raid the Capitol building to hopefully stop the counting of electors, made his presence at the Capitol for the inauguration somewhat similar to the prospect of inviting a skunk to a picnic. Luckily, Vice President Mike Pence had agreed to forego attending the Trump send-off so that he could attend the Biden inauguration and show that there had been somewhat of a normal, peaceful transfer of power. Trump took full advantage of his presidential position on Inauguration Day, however, He talked incoherently outside of the White House as he exited, and then he walked awkwardly with Melania out out to the presidential helicopter on the White House lawn, the both of them looking like two strangers who never met and didn't want to meet. The helicopter took them to Joint Base Andrews, where Trump got the 21-gun salute he had demanded. He got on the stage in front of a sparse crowd, which did not include Mike Pence, and once again spoke incoherently. He introduced Melania and then walked off the stage with Melania. And with other members of the Trump family, they got on the plane and sailed off into the wild blue yonder like the permanent Florida snowbird that he was bound to be from now on. Finally, our long four-year national nightmare was over. Just as his appeared to be beginning, as after his lightning-quick impeachment in the House, the Senate impeachment trial loomed as one of the first orders of business in the new political day in America, with a Democratic House of Representatives, Democratic Senate, and as of noon today, a Democratic President of the United States. Joe Biden. No one was thinking much about impeachment today, however. Today was going to be a day of celebration. A new and exciting day had come for Americans, which would start on the Capitol steps. The same steps that had been loaded with lunatics just two weeks prior, breaking into the Capitol, trying to hunt down the same Democrats who were today celebrating the new Democratic spirit that would electrify this day and night ahead. Inauguration Day was truly a new day for America. The sun was shining all day. As one could tell by watching Bernie Sanders sitting looking like he was freezing with his mittens on, 
It was what Tom Waits might say, colder than a well digger's ass. Despite the cold, the inauguration participants, other than Bernie, looked like they could care less about how cold it was. Amy Klobuchar appeared to be somewhat of a mistress of ceremonies and seemed to be enjoying that role. I thought back to February when she and Pete Buttigieg suspended their own presidential campaigns right before one of the Super Tuesdays and met in Texas with Joe Biden and Beto O'Rourke in a, in a show of democratic unity, which had certainly led directly to this day. Amy and Pete had both left the campaign trail at a time when both of their campaigns were picking up steam. Biden had certainly appreciated their support and their unselfish gesture of democratic unity. Now Pete was Biden's choice for Secretary of Transportation, and Amy was here hosting the inauguration festivities, and she looked like she was having a great time doing it. When all was said and done, it almost seemed like a miracle that Joe Biden was here today to take the reins of government on this bright inauguration day. He had been only one of a slew of candidates initially in the Democratic Party primary running for president. Early on, he was not doing well in the race until South Carolina. In that state, United States Representative James Clyburn endorsed him, and as they say, the rest was history. There were some very well-known people here today to celebrate with Joe. There were three ex-presidents. His friend and ex-boss, Barack Obama, was here with his wife, Michelle. In the last days before the election, Obama came through for Joe by vigorously campaigning for him in several states. Certainly, Joe had to appreciate that. Also on the stage with Joe were Hillary and Bill Clinton and George and Laura Bush. Jimmy Carter couldn't make it to the inauguration, although he did send his regards. Later in the day, the previous presidential trio would record a videotape together that would talk about the concept of peaceful transfer of power. That would play later, later on during the nighttime television spectacular that would be broadcast during the evening. The musical guests at that TV celebration would read like a who's who in music and included Bruce Springsteen, John Bon Jovi, the Foo Fighters, Katy Perry, and John Legend, among others. But on the noontime inaugural stage, the music was also spectacular. Lady Gaga sang the national anthem. Jennifer Lopez sang, sang This Land is Your Land. And Garth Brooks sang Amazing Grace. Certainly, the most talked about person on the inauguration stage, other than Joe Biden, was the young poet Amanda Gorman. Her poem and her delivery were both exceptional. Joe Biden, in what would most certainly be one of the most important speeches he would ever give, nailed it. Certainly his delivery was not as powerful as his buddy Barack, 
but he still gave an uplifting and inclusive speech, letting those who heard it look forward with hope and change once again in the wind and in the White House. Following the inauguration at the Capitol, Joe and Vice President Kamala Harris and their spouses visited Arlington Cemetery, and then Joe and his family moved into the White House. Later on, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki gave an impressive White House briefing in which she promised White House correspondents truth and transparency in the White House press office. She also advised that President Biden would be signing 15 executive orders on Inauguration Day, many of them reversing Trump policies. Some of those executive orders included rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement and rejoining the World Health Organization. The last part of the inauguration, and certainly the most entertaining part, was a television spectacular that truly lived up to the name Spectacular. It was a most enjoyable night, ending with a truly spectacular fireworks display. All in all, the inauguration could not have turned out much better than it did. Considering the reckless and dangerous days that preceded it, Joe Biden and company showed that there truly was a new sheriff in town. A new president had arrived who was thoughtful and concerned about other people beside himself, who was organized and competent to do his job. When the day was over, it was clear that things had changed in Washington and in America. A new day had come to America, and clearly in the days ahead, things would be looking up for the United States of America. Thank you for listening to Podcast for a Lost Nation.